You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Jamie Foxx is back once again as Jamie Foxx, as he is wont to do. Uh, and this time he's playing a Jamie Foxx who is, in fact, Bud Jablonski, a hardworking blue-collar dad who just wants to provide a good life for his quick-witted 10-year-old daughter and, and, and I guess, his wife. I don't know. She's, they're separated. It's a whole thing. He cleans pools in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles, but that mundane job is in fact a front for his real source of income, hunting and killing vampires. But, but, but before you go and roll your eyes at yet another one of these, there's a twist. This isn't a solo man on a mission hunter with some dark past he's avenging. No, Bud is part of a massive organized vampire hunting union that is riddled with bureaucracy, paperwork, And because of a few mishaps on the job, he's assigned a pencil-pushing union caseworker in Dave Franco, who is forced to follow him around on his slaying jobs. He has to pay his dues. He's the low man on the slaying totem pole. Bud is blue-collar, even in his hunter work. He has one week to collect as many teeth as he can to cash them in for the money he needs to keep his wife from leaving with his daughter, while a major vampire queenpin, Carla Souza, as the real estate mogul Audrey San Fernando, sets her sights on killing Bud. I am T.C. DeWitt of the Screener Squad, and I am joined by my fellow vampire hunters, Harmony. Whoa. I don't know. I can't do vampire voices. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> no, you're the hunter, not a vampire. Oh, okay. I can't do Van Helsing voices. I can't do okay. voices. <laughs> well, you work on your catchphrase <laughs> as we introduce Ray. Hello. And Chad. Arr, I'm a pirate. What? What? Oh. <laughs> what? What? Sorry, I messed that up. That's what I did. Oh, boy. Well, I had an English literature professor in college do a lecture on vampires and zombies in one of my courses, and he claimed that every generation gets their Dracula and their undead. Before I cared, vampires were Anne Rice Victorian sexy gay vampires. By college... My generation's Dracula was fighting Blade or singing corn-inspired rock songs in Queen of the Damned. The generation that followed got the sexy vampires again with Twilight and True Blood. But the general overitness of the post-Twilight era, which is over a decade now, FYI. Oh, wow. Vampires, yeah, vampires have faded from pop culture. It's about that time we should be seeing a resurgence. It's quite possibly time for a Ghostbusters meets John Wick with vampires. Is Jamie Foxx the one to bring bloodsuckers back to the mainstream? Well, Day Shift is on Netflix and not in theaters, so probably not. But should (laughs) this be the one to bring them back from the dead. I, I I don't know why Mm-mm. I don't no. know why this wasn't in theater. This wasn't in theaters, but uh, Red Notice was. Was that the the Rock and the yeah like why yeah. that one mm-hmm. right, yeah over this one? 
star power, I suppose, which is insane because Jamie Foxx is one of the most consistently good actors in everything he does. Oh, whether it's a bad movie or a good movie, it's consistent. So damn consistently good, (laughs) except in this. Boo! Boo on you. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I I got some issues. Like this should have been in the theater. I should have been eating a bowl of popcorn. It is dumb as hell, but it it at least cares about its world building. (laughs) Oh yes, and gives a shit. There's a massive mythology here. That's why I compared it to John Wick. It's a very well thought out world here. It's the same people, right? I I don't actually don't know. I should. This is a first time feature director. Oh, that's cool. Well, I appreciate this movie for its mythology. I can see that everything here has an answer and a reason. There isn't some superfluous hanging chad that's like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Well, I, unfortunately, I'm going to disagree here. I thought Mm. there was something missing. Don't get me wrong. I do like some of the world building here. Having a vampire killing union, I mean, you know, the red tape and so that is wonderful. And I, I would have liked to have even maybe stayed more in the office for a while before we went out in the field. Yes. But my problem with it was that I, I don't know, I don't, I feel like maybe there was something left on the cutting room floor, so to speak, that should have been in there because you have all of these different kinds of vampires, but that's never really explained except in one exculpatory speech, you know, mm-hmm. by uh, by Dave Franco's character, Seth. And it's done very quickly. And then I, I – so I wanted to know more. Why are some of them uber vampires and some aren't uber vampires? And if there's the uber Southern vampires, and Western. And yeah, Eastern and, and, and whatever, what's the yeah. rules of uber vampirism and the, mm-hmm. and, the, and, the, and, the, and the rules for the other vampires? And one of them gets their head chopped off and can put it back on, but another one gets their head chopped off and can't put it back on. And so I felt that that was uneven in, in the sense that I felt I was missing something there. And I also felt I was missing a little bit with our villain, so to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also felt I was also missing something. There's just this jump with the neighbor that and I don't want to give it away yes but there's a jump with the neighbor that bothers yeah. me so I am yeah. nodding yeah I saw that too I yeah. am nodding there's a very handbrake turn plot detail with very little development and I think that is what was left on the cutting room floor here's mm-hmm. here's my theory yeah. right we are supposed to care that Jamie Foxx is supposed to get back together with his wife we want them to get back together they did not have any chemistry the one scene we get with the neighbor there's chemistry there. Right. I feel like there's a missing scene that gives us a little more exposition over the types of vampires that exist in this world that was also a scene that developed her just a little bit more for us to give a shit about. And maybe her and Jamie Foxx just had too good a chemistry that a producer note would be, we can't have these two being this electric. We need the audience to want him to be with his wife. Yeah. Because the women in this are very underdeveloped. And I think it might have some, that's that's a theory, that's a guess, but there is that, you are right, there is a missing element here that really shines its ugly face for the third act. It's just like, what the, what, this movie took a turn. And frankly, it needed more Snoop Dogg, I think. Like, I would, <laughs> I would have watched this whole thing if it was just a Snoop Dogg vehicle, like, honestly. Oh, oh we always need more Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm I'm happy to see Dave Franco. He's the least problematic Franco. And, <laughs> you know, I'm glad to see him getting some work. But maybe I just watched a bunch of just movies that were just fine recently. <laughs> so just, it's fine. I, I think I'm landing more in Chad's camp. I would have loved to have seen this in the theater. This did feel, it did feel better than a lot of Netflix stuff. A lot of Netflix stuff, as I always say, always feels like, 
eh, this is why it's on streaming. Mm-hmm. I think this would have benefited in being on the big screen because the action sequences in this are very are well done. The contortionist agree. is ridiculous. They're they're oh. amazing. Yeah. Not even all the like hand to hand fights with the I was gonna say zombies, the <laughs> vampires. <laughs> the practical effects they use for the chases and like they use fire, like real mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. Obviously there was some CG, but this had a lot of practical effects compared to again Red Notice, mm-hmm. which was just a CGI fucking jerk off fest. <laughs> and, fest yeah. and granted, it was probably COVID and blah blah blah, whatever. But like, man, the, the two two movies that one was probably hyped a little bit more than the other, but on the same platform, and one was in the theater and one wasn't, and I just feel like it was completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the action in this is cinema worthy. I watched it yeah. on my biggest TV, and I was enjoying enjoying it for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I'll agree. There's some narrative issues in here, but I find Jamie Foxx very charming. Mm-hmm. I thought him and Dave Franco together had the best chemistry in the movie. Yes. They were great. I would love to have seen more pencil pushing Dave Franco and Jamie Foxx just butting heads. Like, because he is blue collar as hell. That's why I also compare this to Ghostbusters, because he's just this exterminator who's very good at his job. Yeah. But <laughs> his union dues are late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I would have liked to see more of how their relationship developed as well. Like, it seemed like it went pretty fast for them, too. That's that jump that Ray's talking about. I'm, I'm, a, I'm yeah. very much behind you, Ray, in that there's something, there's some stuff missing. Something missing. Like, I would I would have liked to have seen, seen more from Dave Franco. There's, there's so much that happens in that third act it's just it's just bug nuts it's just bonkers at that point right <laughs> I, th- I i agree with all the criticisms like they're all valid like this isn't a perfect movie it's did you guys watch through the credits uh and get the song at the end yes no no yes i did uh, it was a line from the movie uh uh s- oh it was dave franco saying just slaying vampires with my best friend yes that yeah, with and my they best made a song but yeah <laughs> and it was like two o'clock in the morning after i finished it i was super tired but i'm like oh man that was such like a just good just objectively good for for you know what traditionally probably would have been a triple a title in a theater i feel like it would have done really well if it wasn't just thrown on netflix because that's just how we're doing things now yeah for every for every bad thing you can name i could probably name like two good things that i thought that's fair were great about it and people are going to drag it through the mud it's i i don't know it's probably got like an average rating online but from what we've been getting from netflix i feel like and maybe that's it maybe it's the wow congratulations netflix (laughs) you (laughs) a hundred shots taken you finally scored a goal you know (laughs) jamie fox produced this and this is a bit of a vanity project for him Mm-hmm. But I'll go to the action again, that there was some serious TLC taken to craft some really kick-ass vampire, specifically vampire slaying action sequences. Mm. The way these things are dying and flying around the room. And twisting and, their bodies and yeah, pretzels. And they, <laughs> they hired a bunch of Cirque du Soleil performers yes. because yes. Vegas was shut down. Yeah. Because of COVID oh, yeah. and shutting down Vegas, Uh-oh. they hired all these performers to get wor- to have work, and I think that's a credit to the film as well that they went uh, they went that extra mile to create something unique in a very tired, very well drained of its blood genre. Ah, uh, yeah, I see what you do there. <laughs> that that raises it in my esteem a little bit. Yeah, I gotta say that's that it was it was fight choreography I'd never seen before as a drone nerd um they utilized a lot of the new there's so there's a lot of the newer smaller drones and you've probably seen them online 
the past couple of years it's the racing drones they're yeah. super tiny mm-hmm. and they can go through like really tight spaces really fast the cameras on those are getting a lot better they're not perfect like you can definitely tell when they use them but man there was a shot where they they were in like an suv a black suv driving through the viaducts and the drone was flying in the car. It goes through the wind sunroof mm-hmm. and then starts flying ahead and catching up to the next car. Man, they would have done that VFX. They would spend a well, <laughs> they would spend minimal amount of money on it. They would have gotten a hundred thousand animators for it and paid them really low wages. That's it would have looked great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Anyways, true. my my point is like it's and I'm starting to see those types of drones in some of these action movies now because again the technology is getting better and. Like I fly drones. My drone does not fly that fast, nor is it that small. So you can do some really wicked cool stuff with chase scenes with those types of quick drones, you know? Yeah, we're seeing the same sort of drone whipping around flying through the action sequences. We saw it in Gray Man mm-hmm. and Michael Bay went to town on ambulance with with drone work. I haven't seen that yet, but I, I'm assuming you would. <laughs> That's a different conversation. <laughs> Ray, was there anything in here? Because I feel like you might be the most hardest on this right now. Was there anything in here that you did see and go, okay, a thumbs up to that? No, I mean, the interesting thing is I agree with you on the action sequences and, and the drones and the and the care that they took with some of the practical effects. And Jamie Foxx really wanted this to work to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I get that because he's trying so hard, I think, in this film. Um, But mostly, yes. The thing I would praise is all those things that you said about the movement of the vampires, about the action scenes, about the creativity in some of those action scenes. You know, the the bullets flying from the guns and and, and then landing in the chamber and the whole, you know, these, these sorts of things for the reloading and things that they're doing. And that was all flawless and wonderful for me. I just, I kept getting taken out of it with the fact that we had, for me, the tonal problem and like a hole. There felt like there's a hole in it for Mm -hmm. me. And I didn't want that to be true because I like vampire movies. And as a matter of fact, I love horror comedies, you know, and this was, that was one of the things that this tried to do was to, you know, get into that horror comedy genre, genre as well, even though we've got a lot of blood and we've got a lot of kick-ass action going on. But yeah, so those I agree with. But yes, I'm I'm coming down real hard on the kind of the whether it was an editing or a writing or somebody just forgot something I don't know left it out. I'm coming down <laughs> hard on that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not wrong because structurally, while I will credit the hell out of the action sequences, there is a narrative issue here. It's 30 yes. minutes before yes. we've been introduced to all the characters. That's when Dave Franco finally shows up and we get, oh, this is what this movie is going to be. There's very weak, weak development on this villain. The villain is the bad guy. Yeah. Just, we, just. We, we're to understand and we get a little bit of information on the mythology of what this villain is, where she's come from and whatnot. And it's good. It's it's interesting stuff. But we do not get any time to develop her or the neighbor or, as I said, the wife. The women really take the backseat here yes which is a shame because all three of them could be interesting characters if they took 30 minutes to get to the point and and that 30 minutes might have been better suited bolstering everybody's characterization and not Mm -hmm. we get it he's a blue collar guy he has a week to make this money let's get to that let's get to that but every time i would take a moment to notice that i'd be watching an amazing action sequences with 
two Russian twin brothers who are. <laughs> I would have loved more of them. Oh my god! Mean, yes, I would have yes. loved more of them. TC, you mean Yuri and Yuri? Yuri it was Yuri. Yuri and Yuri. Ah, look at it me in my tracksuit. There, there we go over here. Bang bang with the vampire. <laughs> uh, real quick, I, I found the the connection to John Wick. Uh, the director was did stunts and was stunt coordinator for one and there two. Oh, that, cool. that does not shock me in the least because yeah. that is where this movie truly thrives. Also, part of this movie feels like they they were they're itching for sequels. You know, there were oh, things yeah. that that, that just yeah. kind of picked up and dropped. <laughs> you know, oh, you'll find out in the next movie, basically. And I, I can see why filmmakers do that because you know want to make another movie. That's great, but to me, when the story's not being held together, it's it's annoying. But this this isn't going to bring vampires back to the mainstream it's just not it's it's gonna find its audience it's a very culty vampire movie it's gonna find its audience in that regard but this isn't gonna revitalize this genre by any means (laughs) hey i enjoyed it i I know i'm just saying you have no optimism (laughs) you don't think you don't think netflix is gonna curate this better and like really take care of it and really nurture it like it should or just Net- another <laughs> you, thing. Did, you did say netflix uh, right that's yes yeah. netflix is quickly turning into sony and warner brothers we're like i want to be excited but your track record speaks for, for itself, itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> harmony you got some trivia for us i read somewhere when twilight was really popular that when a democrat is in office we get uh vampire movies more likely and when republicans are in office we get uh zombie movies i don't know what that means or why that is, but it is a thing. Correlation. <laughs> so hopefully more vampire movies. Yeah. I don't know. If this all sounds cool to you, if if you're a fan of Jamie Foxx, because I think that Jamie Foxx is charismatic as hell. I always think that he is good, even in less than good movies. Ray, Horrible Bosses, Collateral Damage, Baby Driver, Django, everything he's in, I feel he always makes it look really effortless. And watching him kick the holy hell out of Cirque du Soleil performers and vampire makeup is honestly cool as hell. So if that sounds cool to you, seek this out. If you're a fan of Snoop Dogg, seek this out. But this isn't going to find a major audience. I I agree with Chad Boo. I have no optimism. But if all this sounds cool (laughs) to you, check it out. I'll just give my rating right here if you guys are cool with that. I'm going to give Day Shift, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 yogurt farts. Carol. <laughs> Carol. Ray, why don't you go into some of your final thoughts? This is a movie I wanted to like more than I did, as you can probably tell from <laughs> what I've been saying. I just unfortunately had that big problem, and, and it was either something that got left out where I, I needed a couple of holes filled, and or it was the fact that some of it they couldn't get a handle on tonally you know did you want to be just an action film with vampires did you want to be a horror comedy straight up horror comedy did you want to be uh more like scary movie you know going a little over the top with the jokes and out or did you want to be you know leprechaun in the hood i i'm not (laughs) sure at times with this thing like i said this is my genre and i love vampire stuff i love horror comedies this should have been right up my alley but unfortunately i thought that the movie suffered too much from that now don't get me wrong I love Franco's character, and I love the action scenes in this. And Jamie Foxx, to me, unfortunately, is just okay. Not because, I don't think because it's an acting problem for him, because God knows he can act. But I think, again, with some of the just kind of whiplash 
you know, shifts in, okay, we're over here, but now we're over here and what happened in between there and maybe some of the tonal stuff, maybe he, I don't know, his performance maybe suffered a little because he didn't know where he was going either at, at the end of the day. I don't know. And that's just my perception, but that's the way I felt about it. And I wish I didn't, but again, it's not horrible. There are a th lot of things to like here. And you guys have said some of those things better than I can, but it's, to me, it's especially the action sequences in this and the performers that do those action sequences. Yes, I love that, but at the end of the day, I'm just going to have to give it only six and a half out of ten copies of Twilight. Oh. <laughs> Chad. Ray, I love you. You're great. You're a great person. I, I love you. Pe people listening, Ray is a wonderful person. <laughs> <laughs> but she's completely wrong. Oh. No, I'm, yeah, I, no, I'm I'll kidding. take that. I'll take that. <laughs> No, I, I, all right. I, and I think I've brought this up before. I used to be such a snob. And I, hold on, let me back up. Ray, I'm not saying you're a snob <laughs> at all. But <laughs> when, I, when I was younger, yeah, you're, you're welcome. When I was younger, I, I'd be very snobbish, like about the Twilight movies, like without even seeing them, I'd be like, oh, those sound stupid. But I feel like as I've gotten older, I've, I've gotten better about like letting things lie. And, you know, there are going to be things that I don't necessarily like or, as as people told me way back then, like, just shut your brain off and watch the movie. And that's exactly what this is. Like, it, you know, it, again, TC's probably right. It's probably not going to get a sequel, even though I feel like it should. With, mm -hmm. with all the mm -hmm. effort it's they put into the world building, it really deserves a sequel. But yeah, we're probably not going to get it. So I guess I guess my goal in life, or at least, I don't know, for the next five days or until I lose interest, is to get people to watch this movie. Because it is dumb and stupid, and I feel like it takes some liberties with the genre. Because that's, that's why we're so bored with these monster genres. It's just like, you know, you, you got to spice it up. TC was saying earlier, you, you know, there's a different version a different flavor every generation or so so it did have the potential to at least make a wave in that pool of starting something up again but because it never even made it to theaters like it's just it's gonna die on netflix like everything else and it's again a shame because this is probably one of their better movies i've seen in a while uh i'll go above tc I'll go 8.1 out of 10 skunk musk buttholes. <laughs> well, we got a fart reference, butthole reference. Uh, we touched on the PP that happens in this a few times. Harmony, <laughs> uh, go ahead. Do your final thoughts after that. Setup. Oh, yeah. That, that's a great setup. Thanks. Thanks, TC. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it enough that I wasn't mad watching it. We just take it for the action vignettes it could have been like a mini series or something like that or it could have been like what i'm trying to say like like little mini mini shorts of just the action vignettes and i think that would have been cool too i i really i wanted to like it a lot more i remember when i was in high school and blade came out we went my friends went to the movie theater dressed as vampires thinking that we were going to support the vampires and be <laughs> like no nah, blade's awesome shit this is great and I wanted to have that feeling again, and I it didn't quite get there for me. So that's that's a bit of a disappointment. It's got some interesting, I guess, cameos. You want to say it's, uh, it's his name Stone uh, Stormare? Peter Stormare's in here. Stormier. Character actor Peter Stormare. Yeah, Stormier, just yes. like like totally like abandoned, but like a great character. <laughs> like he's he's just a great actor. I like watching him in anything. So I think they had a lot of really good ideas and not enough playroom. Does that make sense? Like not yeah, enough sure, room sure. to to fill out all these 
these grand ideas and that and that's kind of disappointing i would recommend it to anybody who loves vampire movies or comic horror yeah so i liked it enough um it was fine (laughs) 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 to to quote another review it was fine um i'm going to give it actually a little better than fine i'm going to say it's like a seven out of ten bastardizations of lost boy lines yeah this ends with a pseudo reference to like the last few words are the exact last few words of the lost yes. boys it's yes. not though it's, it's, totally it's not, not but it's okay <laughs> it's kind of it is you know not enough snoop dog i think right. we can all agree on that not enough snoop i'm, dog, so. I'm here for western snoop dog though like that's like amazing cowboy snoop dog <laughs> like i'm here for it 